thing is like it's like it's been, it, been a while it's been a while <laughs> I, yeah uh, i think but should we apologize <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, uh, sorry it's been so long you know you know how you just know, know how things go i don't know if an apology is in order i definitely have some guilt but at the same time like i have you know oh, save it for the show let's talk about this we are oh shit <laughs> yeah like I, I agree like there's some guilt behind it because like well we were doing this and we told people we even told everybody at the beginning of the season yeah, we made that we were kind gonna, of like a pat th- that we were gonna like yeah. we're gonna stick to our schedule it's we, not good. Ha- we came up with a whole way we were gonna record multiple a week and then we just kind of didn't do it well it's not that we didn't we were doing other things yeah. and i'm not the one here that's gonna say oh we were too busy but yeah. There was a lot. There's been a lot of stuff happening. There's, there's been, been a lot, lot of on. lot of changes uh, uh, with the podcast, with work, life. Uh, with life. Um, <laughs> well, July was birthday month. Yeah, yeah, birthday month for this guy. Lots yeah. of traveling. But here we are. Yeah, we're and, back, and we're back with our, our favorite people who are our listeners. Yeah, because we have no other friends. It was just. It's funny because I I feel like an eighth of our episodes are hey catch ups. Yeah, yeah. And, and I and I think that's okay. But no. yeah, no, I I agree. Like we've we've done several catch-up episodes and we don't want to say that's what this is but yeah. it's totally what this is so what's been up um you know man it's been honestly for me it has been a lot of work my day job has kept me ridiculously busy mm-hmm. lately like some really really short turnarounds and, and stuff like that that just kind of yeah. and even even you know, it's not like i work 24 hours a day on them or anything like that but right. like, when you have to like work that hard on something sometimes it throws off like your your downtime uh too you know did you just puke <clears throat> I just like, choked a little bit. <laughs> That's how broken up I am about, uh, yeah, about this. not doing uh, not doing enough episodes. Dude, I'll be honest. I have felt pretty guilty about it. And yeah. I know I mentioned that. And I have texted you and I'm like, we have to record. We have yeah. to record. And recently we have a an idea that's coming up and we'll talk about it later. I don't want to jump right into that, but it is a good motivator. Yeah. And I think that's what this is. And it's something we have to put a lot of work into also. Sometimes yeah. we get on here and, you know, like we're winging it, which is fine. Like, cause we, you know, we don't have to write everything sure. down, but this thing is actually going to require a lot of yeah. work and a lot of like some fun you know, stuff like stu- coming up. It's, I mean, it's fun as hell, but yeah. like some studying, honestly, you know, it's homework, homework, it's homework. And but I, I mean, our homework is like watching movies and reading about them yeah, and stuff like that. It's so true. it's like still pretty, high. we'll get into that later. Yeah. But yeah, we'll but, get all that later. So you've had obviously a lot of client work. Uh, you've been super busy yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, I could sit here and say the same and, and bore everyone. Yeah. Anything fun or cool that you might have shot that people yeah. might know about? It's kind of hard to call it fun because it, it was so much work. One of our bigger clients is Purina, you right? Know, like, like the the Purina, and um, like the food. Yeah, and we've we've done we've done plenty of work yeah, for them I've before. Shot for Purina. Yeah, yep. you've shot for Purina and stuff like that. These ones though were like these interactive videos and. Like clickables? Yeah, like clickables. So they have like branching scenarios or like question and answers, stuff like that. That can get complicated. It can get complicated. And it doesn't seem like doing interactive video would actually have that much to do with me. I'm just kind of cutting the pieces of video and we have, you know, a, a, a software designer right. that will be doing all the coding for it. But when you're doing something like this, they're playing in one window. And if you want things to respond quickly, sometimes you have to kind of put all the options uh, for at least a certain piece in one video. Mm. So I have to like fade the music out, like in a sure. way that's not super distracting and stuff like that. Right. So it can pause. Cause if it, if the music was just going, the if music it, would just like cut off, you know? Sure. Cause and it, so, cause it cuts to that screen. That's right. 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 Cause it goes to that, that motion graphic screen and stuff like that. And so sometimes, you know, you have, scenarios within scenarios like in the same video so you have to make sure there's landing points for everything sounds awesome and it but like i think i feel like it's been a little while since i've had a real 
editing like challenge, Good. something that was like really like it's kind twisted of, my it's brain. Kind of puzzly a little. It bit. was a little bit puzzly, and I lo- I love puzzles. I love trying to solve stuff. Yeah, it's like I said, it was a lot of hard work, but it was really fun. Like kind of meeting that challenge, and and I think doing it pretty yeah. well, and everything. So you I, go, clients super happy with it. I'll so. say that's all that matters. That's, that's really matters. Clients happy. Ka-ching. Ka-ching, let it rain. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you I get seemed, like two percent of the money. That you're <laughs> if that, you seemed really happy when I talked to you about uh, how editing was going. Um, I say that with sarcasm. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like guys, drooling, and I'm just over there, you know, hanging out in the woods, shooting stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what have you been doing in school? Uh, I, mean, I know the answer nothing. to it. Oh, <laughs> everything's lame. <clears throat> no, I finished uh, the Careless Whisper music video, that remix by oh, Robot yeah. Dream. That turned out really fun. Yeah, yeah. We and so that one, we uh, you hired me to come on and, and help as well. Yeah. And that one was super fun. We had such a fun because just set, a wild man. music video. God, so it's wild. We'll, the, we'll link it in the description. It's pretty fun. Okay, yeah, it's super fun. But you know, there's uh, we got to play with fake cop cars and yeah. fake cops, mm-hmm. and we rented uh, fake cop cars. And mm-hmm. at one point, we were just letting people get arrested in the park. Yeah. And people were like filming it with their phones, yeah, like they, like they thought it was real. It, it was amazing. <laughs> well, and then we were shooting with um, this group of uh, drag queens that have a show oh up in Park gosh. City, they were and they amazing. were hilarious. Oh, and so just all around, like it was a real, so like, it was very run and gun for music video. But we had the best time. We had we had a blast. <laughs> it was Every, so much everyone fun. was so and awesome. The video came out came out really dope too. Thanks, man. Yeah, I have a you know I'm I'm not an editor, and I cut that one and. Yeah. Um, Pretty pretty quickly, I feel yeah, like too. Yeah, it was a pretty quick turnaround. But I, I just I I always have anxiety going into a huge project oh, like totally. that. You know, so totally. so many takes and so many layers to a music video. Uh, I was out last week shooting in the Uintas. Uh, I brought my travel trailer out there, and I was camping about fifteen minutes away from you. Yeah, that was so <laughs> random, which was why you couldn't help. But I was out right. there with Shepherd Survival Gear and had a little crew out there, and we did two days in the Uintas. Got some amazing stuff. Yeah, it's looking um, really really sick. Stoked on that. Working on. Um, I'm looking at a pile of gear behind you from Adamus and Siri. Oh yeah, I cannot wait. To yeah, with all this got stuff. a bunch of Connect stuff. I got a couple Shoguns uh, working on a big production for them. What is what is the Connect? So uh, the Shogun is a seven inch monitor, can record up to 8K at 30P, and the Connect system goes on the back of a Ninja 5 or a Ninja 5 Plus. Right. So they sent me a couple of those, and basically it allows you to go to the cloud. So it's a oh, wireless right system that can connect to Wi Fi. You can live stream, you can do, you know, you oh, can live stream wow. to Facebook, uh, to Twitch, to YouTube. Currently, oh, right it'll drop proxies directly into Frame.io, so your editor can automatically keep going right, uh, as right. you're shooting, which is incredible. That's amazing, yeah. So, so there's a big thing there that uses AirGlue technology, which is from Atomus, so that'll be uh, your time code will transfer to the other monitor as well as your image. Oh, wow. So it's like a wireless monitor. I have one on a stand behind you right now, and then I have one on my camera inside, and I was testing the range, uh-huh. and I had the image popping up in here. It was, it's cool. Dude, that's awesome. It's those amazing. Are gonna be, dude, those are going to be so helpful for the for the next film. Absolutely. I mean, we, we'll have a monitor for the focus polar, yeah. we'll a monitor for me, and then you already have a monitor totally. on your camera, the Ninja yeah. 5. Yeah. And so... And and I have two new, brand new anamorphic lenses from Siri that are still in the box. They're the, the full frame ones, too. Full frame lenses. So, really so, they're cinema, so they're cinema lenses for an E-mount camera for the FX6. I have a 35 millimeter and the 100 millimeter. i have the 35 millimeter and the 100 millimeter they're not out yet so you're and no one really knows they're coming out you're like exclusive so the launch the launch video comes out on the 15th and then the uh campaign will come out on i believe on the first of september so you heard it here folks uh morvix from siri so doing doing a ton of stuff with them so yeah they've, uh, they've turned into like a super good partner for you yeah. I mean, yeah. they make good stuff. Yeah, Again, it's like with any partnership that we 
do or do have done in the past, it's because they make good stuff. Right. And sometimes those relationships just kind of disappear too. And that's okay. And it's, uh, I feel like you want to tell us about something. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just reading between the lines. Fuck, you have something I to say. Uh, Rhino is no longer a part of the podcast. That's right. Well, guess what? I used a Rhino last week. Yeah. And I still love Rhino products. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, me and Kyle were just chatting about what the podcast does for Rhino and what mm-hmm. Rhino does for the podcast. And we just thought it'd be best if we just kept being independent. Like yeah. we are. I still have a partnership with them personally and mm-hmm. it's all good, baby. Yeah. Like we're all, we're all good. Yeah. So yeah, we're all free and clear and you know, that's that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to bring it up again because Uh-oh. we bring it up way too often yeah. on the podcast. Really quick, jump seat. Yeah, some good winnings. Yeah, some yeah, good we, stuff there. Yeah, since since the last time we all spoke, jump seat made it to a couple more festivals. A couple of which are really cool because they're local to Utah. One was in Salt Lake. It's called the Fear No Film Festival, and it's connected to the uh, the Utah Arts Festival they have downtown. So nice. that was that was pretty cool. It was actually one of the bigger. They screened it twice. It's actually some of the bigger audiences we've had. There was probably sixty to seventy people in each screening. I wish I could have went was, to that. I know. I wish you could have too. Yeah. Every time there's a screening, you go out of town. Yeah. Except for this Saturday, actually, yeah. we're uh, we're having a screen at the Utah Film festival nice um which again just it's, it's cool we shot it here so I, I like when it shows here and there's another one I, that I, we ke- what well, I, can we tell them yeah uh no okay no okay we are okay. there's another one that's probably going to be really cool but there's just enough question marks still that i don't want to say anything but if it does happen and i think it will the email i got made it sound like a when not if sort of situation. Got it. And so it was I don't in, have a date yet. It was like, in your spam folder and it gave you a virus, but it <laughs> right, felt like right, a win, right. not if. Yeah. So it, it was actually this festival that we didn't get into the main festival, but right. they also do monthly festivals for like a few months after their like main showings, festival. showings, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so they said ours was graded very, very highly, but just couldn't, didn't quite make the cut for the main festival, but they want it to be in, Losers. in their, one of their monthlies coming up. Sure. And then they also said like, look, we're not going to, contact any of you about this until after our main festival is over we're busy now right yeah but what's what's cool about it is where it may screen and we will tell you all as soon as i feel comfortable uh that it's going to happen for sure yeah yeah we'll we'll keep you posted on that i've been on a a real binge of super sleazy like 80s crime films yeah so i don't know if anybody that's your era j-ron it's kind of it's kind of my jam that's they're very grungy you know little little de palma uh yeah little brian de palma two nights in a row i watched uh body double and uh um, then last night I watched uh, Dress to Kill, and I'm a big Brian De Palma fan. Like I've, you know, one of my favorite movies that I remember seeing in the theater when I was like a teenager that really like shaped me was one called Raising Cain, and it's actually one of his. You know, a lot of people would say like one of Brian De Palma's more like minor ones, but it made like uh, such a massive impression on me. Yeah, and so I've seen a lot of his films, but I actually had not seen either of these ones, and there were two of like two of his mo- considered to be like his best films. Yeah, and I can see why, and they're so, oh they're so trashy in places. Love it, but then they do they have these insane insane plot twist and some of the camera work. I mean, Brian De Palma was famous for his camera work. Dude, the, and, the and, and shot, I showed you a oh shot my from, God, that was from so Body cool. Double. Yeah, I'm going to have start, to watch Body Double. Yeah, dude. Like, like I said, to it's a it. total sleaze, trash sort of thing, but he yeah, does some of the... Right cool, up my alley. And it's all very, like, it's about voyeurism and stuff like that. So there's oh, these, all, a lot of these mind. really interesting shots of, like, full buildings where there's stuff going on on multiple levels. He's really good. Those are at, cool. He's really good at, like, blocking, like, lots of actors, like, and and moving them around, kind of like a chessboard yeah. almost. showed me, like, a pedestal down shot yeah. that was probably on a uh, jl fisher 
and then it got wrapped around on like some like half track, like, yeah. and then he zoomed in the lens. Yeah. So and it went from like, dude, it went from like people shot looked like maybe a 35 millimeter to like macro Absolutely. on a newspaper. It was like, it was, it cool. was this long zoom as it was rotating. And for like, I don't know, 1982, three, something like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like they had the kind of stabilization that we have now. You mm-hmm. watch a lot of movies from around that era and some of the moves are really bumpy. Like I've seen some sure. really bad stuff that are actually in some of these movies I've been watching lately, like to live and die in LA. There's some shots where I'm like, Holy moly. That's a great movie too, though. Like yeah. another, some one with like an insane. All right, let's calm also. down on the 80s movies. Here. Look, man, I'm like very into it right now. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> yeah, Why are you watch, taking your shirt off? Go watch everything by Brian De Palma. <laughs> <laughs> So Epidemic Sound is my go-to for all the royalty-free music and sound effects that I use in my videos. I use it for client work and I also use it for filmmaking. It's great because I can download as many high-quality tracks as I need. It's all subscription-based, so it's different than most other sites. Right, and they also have great efficient search filters and personal recommendations, so I'm always able to find what I'm looking for like super easily. Exactly. If you need music and sound effects for social media, YouTube, or websites, you should totally take a look at Epidemic Sound. Yeah, and you can sign up for a 30-day free trial today. And level up your content with great soundtracks and sound effects right meow <laughs> no that's uh, great what, what have you great. been watching my kid basically yeah that's it oh yeah 24 7 yeah i saw your baby monitor over there yep. so you're just watching that all day and no it's like, nothing I, happens it's like slower than a french movie and it's in black and white yeah like, it's like a french movie yeah exactly <laughs> dark in there uh we watched the abercrombie and fitch documentary which was absolutely fascinating oh well i think yeah was, i think there's two of them i know i Is watched there? one of them the new one on netflix was it was fascinating i think it was one it was on netflix great I just because also. that was that was my time right yeah right yeah that was some bullshit clothing <laughs> right uh, <laughs> and i watched nope Oh, I watched Nope. I, also. I went and watched Nope, and Nope was great. I want to see it again. I went and watched it in IMAX. Yeah, there's um, a lot to dissect about it. So I think I think yeah. multiple viewings are going to be like necessary before you, yeah before you can really start to get a full picture of what what all's going on. And I accidentally watched the first trailer. Like I didn't I did watch too. it. I just like heard it, you know, because I yeah. wanted to shut my eyes. And I've never been one to avoid a trailer. Yeah, but I definitely avoided the second trailer, which yeah, me too. Which, which showed a lot. Yeah, and I watched it after I watched the movie. I did too. And I'm like, so I, I glad like I didn't I just, see it. Yeah, I feel I feel like it showed a that, lot of stuff. And it's not even like plot points. It's just sometimes no. just seeing the visuals. If I see too much from a certain location. I feel like I've seen that scene when it comes up. I yep. want to be surprised by the visuals, not just the story. Or have you ever like seen a trailer and then expected to see a shot and you don't see it in the film? Yeah. Well, sometimes marketing yeah. like uses shots yeah. that don't make it into the final. And so film. that's always disappointing too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. You have yeah. this like idea. Like, so, oh, I wonder what, you know, this scene means or that yeah. scene. And yeah, I think it's a, you know, I talk about movies I'm excited about. It's all a matter of like expectations. Mm-hmm. And so I think not watching trailers is part of that. So I'm leaning more towards that as I, as I get older yeah. and I, and I'm really liking that, but Nope was incredible. Yeah. From a sci-fi and incredible mm-hmm. from a storytelling point and plot perspective. And shot, acting. Acting was oh, obviously because <laughs> just Jordan Peele does amazing things yeah. and he's clearly just paving the way yeah, for Kiki Palmer was Kiki was great. She was awesome. It was um, a little freaky in parts. It was, yeah. There was a couple of yeah. like unsettling parts for yeah. sure. It wasn't as like, um, terrifying as I thought it would be, but a def- little more sci-fi, a little less horror, I think. Yeah. But, but honestly more pleasing and more satisfying yeah. than I thought it would be. Yeah. I knew it would be good, but I didn't know it would be that good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely want to go see it again, but what it did for me was, you know, anytime I go to a movie, it just inspires the hell out of me. Yeah. I think that's maybe yeah, yeah. why we've transitioned this podcast so much into talking about production, into just talking yeah. about movies, movies yeah. and breaking them apart. Right. Yeah. But what it did for me was after the movie, I just sat there and I thought, 
uh, first off, we need to record a podcast. Uh, that's, that's, that's not our listeners. Hate yeah. Us. That's, that's not an update. Even anchor sent me an email the other day. It's like, don't leave your listeners hanging. It's, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. You said you took I a screenshot you, of that. I, did. <laughs> I was like, Hey, you feel bad yet? Yeah. This doesn't give anything away, but in the film, they're horse trainers for Hollywood films. They rent horses for Hollywood productions. Mm-hmm. Right. So and I think we handle like the horse they handle them. on set. Yeah. And stuff yeah. Like that, so yeah. They, it's a full, it's a full production of its own on a movie production, right. which is really cool. So they go in and they have the horses and it shows some behind the scenes. So they give this presentation before every kind of like on set, right? Right. It's like a safety. Yeah. Like a safety. It is a safety meeting. But they yeah. also talk about like their history and whatnot. But then she goes in to talk about how in 1878, Edward Moybridge, he did a science experiment and it was called Sally at a Gallop. And it was the first moving picture. Yeah. And it shows that. And it talks about that. And and you it, all have probably seen. You have seen You probably it. know exactly what and we're talking it about. It was the first film ever made, and it was of a black man on a horse. Yep. And they, you know, they push that a lot in the film. It's a really, really cool point. And, and what I thought about was how I don't know a lot about the history of film. Mm-hmm. I know old movies, and I know old techniques, and I've read a couple of things, and I know old directors. But how old? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like um, 70s, but not, 60s maybe. Right. Not yeah. 1900s and not 1878. When these people were inventing the techniques Correct. that we just like, we were all like, oh, editing, piece of cake. We just do this, this, this. Yeah. Like, like so there's a while where they didn't know what editing was. Nope. People had to invent that. Whether it was editing or whether it was just shooting or whether it was figuring out how to shoot or it was whether. It, or the way to tell stories in, in film form. How much film do you think they ruined trying to figure out how to develop Oh my it? gosh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So in different ways, cause they do different, you know, yeah. color treatments and stuff like that in exactly. different ways. And so, yeah, people probably screwed stuff up along. I mean, we, we know that's right. happened. You know? So I came to you like last week and I was like, Hey, let's do a history of filmmaking episode. Yeah. Let's do a couple episodes. Let's make it a couple parts. Yeah. Cause let's and, figure and it out gonna, for, cause we are going to learn ourselves. Right. We're going to, and this isn't going to be like a comprehensive no. history of all things film. This no, is going to be good. the stuff that we look at. And we're like, this uh, is this, this what technique, the this way. thing is really cool. Like mm-hmm. this clearly informed this thing and that thing. Yes. The, the things that we look at and that inspire us from these early, early films. And then we want to look into them and see what they're all about. All right. Cue music. And you know why Aaron, because film was invented during the Gilded Age of America, the 1870s through the early 1900s. The technology was a new genre of entertainment. The film industry developed slowly over time, beginning in 1878 with Edward Moybridge's science experiment named Sally at a Gallop. The fact that Moybridge created a moving picture film came as a result of a freak innovation. The growing economic viability of this form of entertainment was a big motivating factor in the advancement of film. Practicers had other motives to develop film, such as preserving history, advancing science, educating the public, trying to undo all other filmmakers' products, and producing a large income for filmmakers. What started as a new development has become one of the biggest moneymakers of all times. Hollywood soon discovered a new means of gaining monumental wealth. And the rest is history. Wow, I can't believe you came up with all that off, off the top of your head. Yeah, I was great. I like, definitely wasn't reading you're so it. You're so much smarter than I thought you were. Thanks, man. We're definitely going <laughs> to cite those sources. But I just For wanted, sure. that is a, a nice intro, middle, and yeah. outro of what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, and like I said, this isn't going to be a lecture. We're not teaching a no. film school class here or anything like that. These are things that we specifically thought were really cool and would like to know more about um, that have roots, you know, back from the beginnings of film. 
Exactly. Yep. You know, I just wanted to come up with that off the top of my head. And yeah, it's amazing. Like really I'm really, everyone. really proud yeah. of you. So um, <laughs> as well, we do have a, a couple other new things that are going to be coming up. We have uh, some guests lined up that are going to be really cool. Yeah. Um, one of them is, a, I don't, I don't want to give too much away. It's going to be a surprise. Uh, but it's a, the director and the director of photography for what's what's become a pretty, um, a relatively successful uh, horror film that was shot here in, in Utah. It should be a really good episode, I think. Yes. Thanks so much for sticking around. Thanks so much for your patience in between episodes. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back sooner this time. We promise. See you soon.